Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams. And when I'm not behind the mic on this podcast, I'm usually hosting an event, hosting a meetup, uh, teaching people how to raise equity. And actually, we have a, a huge event. It, last year, it was one of the biggest events for all of multifamily. And it's coming up on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I hope you'll attend. Go to RaisingMoneySummit.com and then you can get a discount by putting in the promo code PODCAST. So just my podcast listeners, get this awesome promo code. Just put in PODCAST and, and I'll know that you got it. You heard it here on the podcast and you'll get a giant discount. So go to RaisingMoneySummit.com and then put in the promo code at checkout PODCAST. You get a big discount and I'll see you there October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams, and I'm the win-win maker, and I try to do everything and anything that I can do to help you go to the next level. And that's why we have Jason Perro on the podcast right now is because Jason has built his portfolio a very strong and safe way. And he's always been able to surround himself with the right people at the right time. And he wouldn't be able to surround himself with the right people at the right time if he didn't follow the three things that we're going to be teaching you today. So this is important for anybody who wants to grow their portfolio. Jason has, he owns a loan. I'm, I'm talking without syndicating. Since 2001, he's all the way up to 600 doors owned with his wife. And then they just started syndicating. And every step of the way that he, he decides to go, he does these three things. And after doing these three things, he's able to do it safer and stronger than he would if he ignored them. So if this is your goal to grow your portfolio, to go to the next level, you are going to learn so much from Jason right here, right now. So Jason, take me back when in 2001, when you were like, I'm going to buy that first, I think it was a duplex or a triplex. When you were saying, I'm going to buy that first small multifamily, uh, what was going through your mind? Were you following these exact three steps that we're going to talk about? Did you do it the right way, the wrong way? What was going through your mind? So, um, I guess back then I didn't know what I know now. Um, and not that it was the wrong way. Um, because I still think if you're taking action, that's not wrong. Um, but it wasn't efficient. So I had this idea that I wanted to buy rental properties and get into real estate investing. So, you know, just found, found a friend of the family that had was into real estate and they had a property for sale. So that became our first purchase. Um, I started reading a lot of books, but um, really didn't have a goal in mind. I just thought, wow, if I buy, start buying rental properties, I'm going to be rich. And I just, I didn't really have a, a strong why or a big reason um, why I wanted to do it other than to make money. Um, but I was 23 at the time. So, you know, a little bit of, you know, kind of youthful, youthful ignorance, I guess. But um, over the years, I sort of refined my process and that uh, I was fortunate enough to have uh, a company I worked at while I still had my day job that was really big on personal development, goal setting, journaling, 
you know, listening to the personal development gurus. And, and so I'd drive around and listen to these, these audio books on how to set goals and, and how to create a better, you know, better life for yourself and things, things of that nature. Um, so what I learned is that I always have to have goals in mind and um, whether it's near-term goals, short-term goals, and long-term goals and um and just continually refine those and i'm not i'm not one of these guys that gets up every day and journals about my goals um otherwise i'm not spending any time actually working uh towards my goals but i i try to sit down maybe once or twice a week um and at a minimum twice a month just look at you know where i'm going what are my goals for the next uh the next week you know where do i want to be in 2019 and are those activities I'm doing every day taking me closer to my goal? And so that's sort of how I set goals. And um, anymore, it's not about the money. I, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not going to just say I want to own 10,000 units for the sake of earning money. It's more, you know, what kind of value can I provide the marketplace? What type of value in life can I create for my family, my friends, my employees, um, my, my community, that type of thing. And if, if those if financial success comes with that, then great. Um, you know, the second part of that is, is finding and surrounding yourself with, uh, with the right people. So be that the books you read, the conferences you go to, um, you know, what you, what you put into your brain from what you watch on TV or listen to on the radio. Um, but, you know, in terms of where do you invest your money into personal development, you know, you and I are part of a, uh, the same master, uh, a mastermind group that um, the people that, I think we surround ourselves with that group. We all elevate everybody's game and it's worth every penny of time away from the family, from, uh, you know, the, the, the time that you spend investing in yourself, it's, it, it pays itself off a thousand fold. I completely agree. And I am a huge proponent for, you know, finding a good mentor. Mark Kenny's on right now. Great mentor. Rod Cleef is, uh, is the guy that's in our, that runs this mastermind, awesome mentor. Just there are some really good people out there that have done the business that have had thousands of doors successfully and finding a way to either take coaching from them or join a mastermind with them. And some of the other people in our, in our group, Jason, uh, you own 700 doors, 600 of them weren't even syndicated. So like this, this, this took a lot of time, effort since 2001 for you to get there. And I learn a ton from you. And I know that this can be a slight bit of like off topic, but I also think it's important to share this. Um, I was struggling with spending time with my kiddos. You know, I have two beautiful kid boys and I was really into this business trying to strive for success and not that you shouldn't do that. You, you, you should strive for success, but I was taking my eye off the ball and by the ball, I mean my two kiddos. And so I was able to feel like the people in that group were a place where I could I could share. I need to know how to spend time with my, with my kiddos and Jason and Nadia have been through this themselves and they, and they and a lot of other people in that group gave me real impact. And I can say since, I think that was December, since December, my life has changed. I'm spending a ton more time with the kids and um, looking at the eye, not looking at my phone. And this is just one small thing. Like 
my portfolio has grown. I went from 100 doors. Now I'm almost close to Jason with 700 doors, right? Uh, just from being a part of this, it's, it's, it's um, the sum of the five people that you hang around with the most is kind of who you grow into. And Rod Cleef is very successful with his family. Jason is very successful with his family. Both of them are very successful with their business. And I learn from them and they learn, we all learn from each other. So I, I wanted to point that out. And then I want to specifically tell the listener or share with the listener exactly what are you going to learn right now from Jason. And these are the three steps. Okay, these are the three steps. And we'll ask him some questions on them. It's one, you, you shouldn't get started until you understand where you're going. Begin with the end in mind, right? So he's talking about the vision. Number two, he's talking about surrounding yourself with the right people. Like we're talking about Mark Kenny, um, Rod Cleef, Jason Perro, Adam Adams, being around people that are doing what you want to do. And then we're going to talk about how to take action because that's the big part where everybody else is, they think they have the vision, they think they're around the right people, but for some reason they're scared to take action. So we'll be able to dive into some of these because Jason said in the beginning, um, there's really three major parts, but we can go into like 50 subparts uh, by going into each and every one of these. And I hope you get a lot of value from what Jason's about to share. So let's start with number one creating the vision and understanding where you're going to go before anything else. If you could just start there. Okay. Um, I used to, when I started, started goal setting, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, um, it was all about the number. You know, I wanted to make, you know, X amount of dollars per year and it was really financial. And, and I think, you know, touching on what you said about spending time with your family, I, I did not incorporate at the time, the quality of life into my goal setting. Um, but now every time I set goals, it's not just about my business goals and my financial goals, but you know, what vacations am I going to take with my, my wife and kids this year together and separate. So, you know, not my wife, Nadia and I always take a vacation together. Like we have just us, no kids. Um, one, you know, long a week or two romantic vacation a year where we can connect and we can spend time together and, and keep that spark alive. We also take, you know, a major family vacation where we have the kids involved and we do several, um, several of those types of things, you know, long weekends, concerts, sporting events, but that stuff all costs money. So you, you have to kind of make it a monetary goal, but you know, what do I need to earn to create those experiences for my wife and my kids? I mean, that they're really the most important part of, of my life. And so, um, so it's about that. What type of, you know, lifestyle do we want to live? What type of, you know, um, food do we want to eat and restaurants do we want to eat at? So we do have to kind of put a dollar amount on that lifestyle and, and really take no limit to it to say, Hey, if we want to splurge, what does that look like? And I kind of back that into the, you know, the activities I need to do or the goals, the things I need to hit to, to achieve those financial goals. But, um, you know, I sort of already achieved that in my life where I, I've, feel like I'm financially successful. So then it becomes more about, well, and I, I have the ability to create that value for my family, but now it's, well, what can I do to impact the world? You know, what, you know, is it, you know, contributing to a charity? Is it donating my time? Is it being involved in some sort of project that has an impact on others and, and really kind of digging deep in my soul and saying, well, 
be like, what does my year look like? Where am I going to achieve? I mean, selfishly, you know, achieve that fulfillment, but is it donating my time by feeding families at Thanksgiving? Is it, is it volunteering at my kid's school? Whatever, whatever the case may be. So all of that type of activity gets incorporated into my goal setting. So it's not just real estate focused, but it's lifestyle focused. It's relationship focused. Um, you know, I'm constantly asking myself, you know, how do I, Hey, podcast listener, I will be in Dallas, Texas on July 25th, 26th, and 27th of this year. July 25th, 26th, and 27th. I'd love to meet you there, but that's not why I'm sharing this. Why I'm sharing this is, holy cow, the people that are going to be speaking at this event, I mean, there's going to be hundreds of attendees. Hal Elrod, Corey Peterson, Robert Helms. Joe Fairless, Andrew Cushman, me, Adam Adams, Matt Fairclough, David Zook, Brian Burke, Michael Becker, Reed Goosens, Dan Hanford, and Neil Bawa. It's going to be insane. It'll be in Dallas, Texas on July. I almost forgot. July 25th, 26th. And 27th. I want you to go get your tickets. Just go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam. If you do the forward slash Adam, you save an, an extra hundred bucks. Okay. Don't just go to dealmakerliveevent.com because then you'll pay an extra hundred bucks. But go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam. And I'll just put that link in the show notes. See there? Your visions you were saying are not just real estate focused, they are lifestyle focused. And yeah. what I want to really pull out of that or, or, you know, give to the listener right now is how clear this vision is for you, Jason. It, it's not like some people when they say that they have a goal, they just say something like 10,000 units. That's their goal. But a goal is not good enough, right? You have to have a vision, an understanding of the goal, right? And that's exactly what you've just shared with us is not only do you look and see um, where do I want to go, but why do I want to be there? Who do I want to be? How much is it going to cost me? What financially will I need to have to get there? And so you've created not just a goal, but a vision, something you can see within your mind. You can feel it. You can taste it. You can touch it. You can experience yourself at those restaurants or on those vacations or at those sporting events with your family. Uh, in order to make sure that you know where you're going. Is that right? Yes, yes. So, um, I mean, it's great to have big goals and, it, and, and it, everybody wants to be a billionaire and, and have these massive, massive uh, financial goals. But what good is that if you don't have a life to, to enjoy it? I mean, you can be the richest man in the graveyard, but what does that do? So it's, it's about not just having business success, but life success and making sure you have fulfilling relationships be it with, with a, you know, with a spouse or, or a um, significant other, your children, uh, your friends, your community, whatever that is. So I, I spent a lot of time visualizing what that looks like and, you know, the you know, how can I apply that financial success in my business to, to my life and what does that look like? And I really try to, to, um, be as descriptive as possible. I was not an English major. I probably struggled with some colorful vocabulary, uh, but I try to be as clear as possible in terms of, yeah, what does that look like? What does that vacation at a tropical island look and feel and smell like with my family? Or what does it 
feel like to be able to contribute back to uh, to my community in, in a positive way or or what does it feel like to have you know lifelong friendships that are really fulfilling where you know and, and things like that and and just sort of journal and, and and try to talk about what it feels like and what it looks like and not just not just a statement but but how it actually how it actually is. I love that so much. Thank you. And so when you can be crystal clear on, you know, the end where you're going to be, when you can be completely understanding and feeling and tasting and touching, you know, your vision of where you're going to end up with not just real estate, but your whole family, you, the next step for you is to really find a way to surround yourself with the right people that are going to get you to that level if you could speak to that on on how you do that where are you going to go to find these people etc right um I, I think the easiest answer um to that is, is number one if it like find your local meetup groups find your local rias where you have like-minded individuals coming together for for a similar purpose so you can make a ton of great acquaintances a ton of lifelong friends locally um at, at those types of events. But more importantly, again, we talked earlier about, about mastermind groups and conferences. I mean, when I quit my day job, it, it's not as though real estate investing has a water cooler that you walk to. And unless you're, you know, unless you have a company with, you know, a bunch of people that you do that at, but generally speaking, a lot of us are on an Island. So how do you feel supported? How do you feel that connection with your quote unquote coworkers? I mean, when I met you, last summer at a mastermind meeting, you know, it becomes that situation where every time we get together at those mastermind meetings, man, I can't wait to talk to Adam. I can't wait to reconnect. And you know, if there's ever a struggle or a challenge you're facing in your business, you know, that you're a, uh, you know, a text message or an email away. Um, so I've, I feel like I've been able to meet a lot of high performing peers at those mastermind groups at these conferences and there's a fine line of being a conference junkie where you're spending all your time away from your family and friends in your life. Um, so it has to be a nice balance. And so I, I've found a sweet spot, at least for myself that, you know, a mastermind group that meets three or four times a year. Um, I have some other masterminds I'm part of, but um, maybe it equates to about once a month of, of masterminding and maybe once a quarter um, type of conference, be it, be it you know an event that you would put on or or other uh, other industry specific events to where you can network with other people that are trying to achieve the same the same things you are I absolutely love what you're sharing um, and I get personally the most amount of value out of the masterminds Rod Cleef's mastermind um, that you know Kevin Easterly's watching right now um, there's a I thought there was one other person from our mastermind that was watching right now, but Kevin's on. I've gained so much from this, right? It's, it's always been for me, the masterminds, but I know a lot of people get a ton of value, you know, from conferences. And I know a lot of people get, which I host some, get a lot of value from actually paying one-on-one -on -one and, and having a one-on-one -on -one mentor that's kind of been there before. Is that something you've done? Have you paid a one-on-one -on -one mentor? Is, is that helped you in your business Would that? go along with surrounding yourself with the right people under number two? Absolutely. I, I've, I, I don't currently pay someone for one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, I, I have in the past and, and I, um, 
I see, I definitely see the value in doing it more. And I, I think that that's something that um, if you have that one-on-one coach, it, it holds you accountable to, to a higher standard. If, if you have somebody that you're checking in with once a week or a few times a month, they're going to hold your feet to the fire. And if you haven't taken those steps forward in terms of what you need to do to achieve your goals, you're going to have somebody uh, shame you into, into action or, um, or, or kind of help you course correct along the way. And so I think there's a tremendous value in, in having a coach. Um, and that can take any, any form. It's different for every individual. But I think you have to find somebody that's been where you want to go and, and that'll help you get there. They've, they had to have walked what you've you know, kind of come from where you've come from and walk that walk. And, and they know the path and they'll help you get there. Awesome. So step one, before anything else, create a clear vision an understanding of exactly where you're going to go. Step two, once you know where you want to go, you need to purposefully surround yourself with the right people that are going to get you there. Whether it's at real estate conferences, other types of conferences, whether it's in different mastermind groups or paying a one-on-one coach that's been there before, you need to find a way to surround yourself with the right people. And then number three is take action, which is awesome. Something that you did immediately in 2001, you took action. This is a hard part for a lot of people. So what advice do you have to help people get over themselves? Truthfully, we need to get over ourselves. But what advice do you have to help those of the listeners who who already kind of have their vision they're already planning being around the right people, but they, they're not doing the last part, which is not letting them right. be successful. What, what advice do you have? I, I think the biggest thing in terms of taking action, what I've seen with myself and friends and colleagues is that it comes down to fear. And a lot of times we don't take action because, you know, whether we're afraid of success, whether we feel we don't deserve that success, um, or just afraid that we can't handle it, that we're going to fail. And, and I think that um, something that's helped me in my life, um, you know, early on in my career, I, I would have a lot of anxiety. I still get nervous in front of people. Um, and I think that, you know, those things that scare you, um, you have to gravitate towards that. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I know that sounds really trite and, and people say that a lot, but if there's something that scares you, just like Nike says, just do it, right? Because when you do it, you realize there was nothing to be afraid of anyways. And on the other side of that fear is nothing but like unlimited success and riches. And I think that, you know, if you're afraid of public speaking, force yourself into public speaking because you, once you do it, you realize it wasn't that bad. If you're afraid of, you know, investing in a $10 million apartment deal because you don't know how you're going to handle all this success, you need to do it because it's going to, once you do it and you've broken through those fear barriers, you realize that you're a lot stronger than you, than you really were. And, and, and everybody has that sort of, it's easy to fall back into the, the trap of, you know, sitting back and, and watching Netflix or, you know, just sitting in front of the TV all day long or, or not doing anything. I mean, massive action sometimes, it doesn't mean that it takes 20 hours to go to, in a day to go do. It just means that you're taking steps forward. Just take steps forward to, toward your, towards your goal every day and chase fear because when you chase fear, it runs away. And, and those things that scared you or, or, or causing you from, from taking action, it's just an excuse. So you just have to, you just have to do it. And whatever was holding you back is, gonna, is gonna, going to go away 
and get lifted, you know, kind of just lift out of the background. When did you start learning that, um, that it was okay to do something that was uncomfortable? Because I, Jason, I don't think you would be where you are today owning hundreds and hundreds of doors if you let fear block you. When did you learn that it was okay and that, that sometimes it, not only was it okay, but, but you're like 10 times more successful just by breaking through things like public speaking? Sure. I, I think I, maybe this was just an age thing and then maybe, you know, maturity being younger. I, I, I um, always used to worry about what people thought of me. And, and it was this sort of like um, real just self-awareness, you know, anxiety. And, and um, I, I think after being forced into um, not just public speaking, but even small groups used to scare me and realize that, you know, nobody's going to die. There's nothing bad that occurs. If you screw up, who cares? Nobody, nobody cares. Like at the end of the day, um, you know, the outside world doesn't care if, Jason Perro owns 700 units, 70,000 units or seven units. So it's all internal. So stop kind of giving a crap about what other people think about you and, and do it for yourself, do it for your family, do it, you know, do, do it for your, you know, do it for you first and, and, you know, to grow as a human being, because honestly, nobody else cares. And if they do, they're not, you know, they're not the top five people. And, you know, I guess if they care in a negative way, they're not, they're not your top five people you're surrounding yourself with anyways. This has been uh, fantastic. This has really helped us to be able to understand how to go to the next level. I just have one last question, and that comes to um, the difference between syndicating a deal and yep. owning by yourself. And the reason why is because I know that a lot of the people, probably hundreds of the people that are listening right now, um, they have a strong opinion one way or the other. They either say, it's way better to just own by yourself so you don't have to have partners or others will say it's way better to syndicate because then you don't have to put in a bunch of your own money and you can still grow your portfolio. And some people would expect, Oh, I don't want the partners, but I got to start with syndication and then eventually I'll go, you know, and do it on my own. But here you are, you started on your own and then you just syndicated a hundred doors recently you're syndicating another 200 that closes a month from recording. Um, so it's like you're doing it the opposite way than, than some of us would have ever expected. So if you could kind of share just a few pros and cons and maybe why you're starting to syndicate and then we'll pop off of the episode. Sure. Um, early on, my wife and I thought that, partnerships were, were, was not a bad word in my, in my vocabulary. I didn't understand it. And it's not that partnerships are bad or I, I just didn't understand why I would need a partner or the value of having a partnership in, in my real estate investing world. And, and as I got exposed to the way these larger deals can work, the way syndications can work, I really fell in love with the idea of having a team of people that bring different strengths to the table so we can go farther together. Um, but at the same time, I still buy properties on my own. Um, I'm sitting in my car waiting to go into a closing when we finish this episode for 40 units that we're buying for our own portfolio. Yet tonight, I I'm, I'm have a meeting where we're raising capital for our syndication deal. I feel like 
real estate investing is a toolbox and there's not any one way that is right or any one way that is wrong. You know, if, if you love house flipping and you want to want to syndicate, don't give up house flipping. I mean, if you enjoy that work and the, and the fruits of that labor, it's okay to do that. It's not, it doesn't mean you have to do something else. I, I think for me, it just having another avenue of growing my business uh, helps me grow personally and professionally as well. So I like doing a little bit of everything because I get joy out of each of those parts of the business. If buying property on my own wasn't fruitful or didn't uh, fulfill me, I wouldn't do it. And same thing with syndication. I'm just really enjoying all aspects of the business right now. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for thank you for the insight on that. I know a lot of people always ask the question: Should I should yes. I flip? Should I wholesale? Should I uh, do Airbnb? Should I do multifamily? If I do multifamily, should I start with a duplex, go to fourplex, go to eightplex, and keep ten thirty oneing? There are so many different ways to do the business, and I really like what you shared. You think of it as a toolbox, and sometimes you need a hammer, sometimes you need a screwdriver. Sometimes the best tool to use is a power drill and sometimes it's a sledgehammer, but you got to just, the more well-rounded you can have, like the more tools you can have in your chest, the more likely you'll be able to succeed in the real estate business. So I, uh, I really like that analogy that you shared and I, and I think it's spot on. Uh, flip if you want to flip, uh, own by yourself if you want to own by yourself, syndicate if you want to syndicate, they're all just the different tools you can use to go to the next level. I really appreciate it. Jason, cool. I'm going to let you go, but I think my listener might want to know how to find you or get a hold of you. What is the number one best way they could do that? Uh, they can find me on Facebook, just Jason Perro. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, if they want to uh, reach me via email, it's just my name, Jason Perro at yahoo.com, and, and they, can, uh, um, they, they can reach me that way. Awesome. I will have that in, in the show notes. It's already on Facebook. I really okay. appreciate your time. Enjoy your 40 unit that you're at right now about yep. to go check out. And I hope that the money raised for your 200 unit goes splendidly as well. Jason, thanks for coming on. And until next time, my friend, think outside the box. I hope you got value out of today's episode. And before I let you go, if you did get a lot of value, please feel free to hop over to iTunes and let us know your thoughts and impressions. I love it when I get five-star ratings and reviews from our listeners. And so if, if you want to do that, I'd be super, super grateful. And as a reminder, I'll be on stage at the DealMaker Live event. If you want to go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam, you actually save an extra hundred bucks. Who's going to be there? Well, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors will be there. Corey Peterson, Hal Elrod, Robert Helms, Adam Adams, that's, that's me. Joe Fairless, Andrew Cushman, Matt Faircloth, Dave Zook, Brian Burke, Michael Becker, Reed Goosens, Dan Hanford, and Neil Bawa. It's going to be insane. I hope to see you there. Go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam.